0: Welcome to Dispel Magic, the podcast where we overthink how the magic of D&D might shape your campaign in surprising and unexpected ways. I'm Benjamin, game designer and writer on Twitter at Sterling Vermin and the internet at SterlingVermin.com.
1: And my name's Dane. I'm a dungeon master, podcaster, and voice actor. You can find me everywhere you want to at Dane in Danger.
0: And places you don't want him to.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'll be there. Season two, baby.
0: Season two.
1: Season two. Uh, it, speaking of season two... This is a podcast about the magic of D&D. Right. Well, and spells are not the only magic things in the
0: world, Benjamin. No, not just spells. No. Not just items. Nope. In there fact. There are some very fanciful creatures. Magical even. In D&D. Yeah. You might say magic. I might even say it. I'll say it right now. They're magical creatures. And today we're going to cover one of those creatures. We talked about rust monsters last season. Not mm. a lot of fun. Love them. This season, we're going to talk about my personal favorite monster in all of D&D. My Knits. My knits. I, right. w-
1: When you said previously, when you said my so poignantly, I thought you were going to say my
0: Oh, no. That would, have been, that would have been a good... Yeah. My kids. My My knits. personal favorite monster, my Knits. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we jump into the nitty gritty and the details, mm. if you are somehow unfamiliar... Myconids are mushroom people. Ah. They live under the earth and they have kind of hippie commune type of things. Don't like in. the sun. They get burned they by the sun. They don't like the sun. They hate the sun. But the elevator pitch is psychic, psychoactive, psychedelic mushroom people.
1: You've mentioned that they're, they're searching for some sort of higher consciousness as well.
0: Is that right? We'll talk about that in a minute. Why oh, don't you okay. do the rundown on them and we can talk more about that.
1: Sure. Every colony is ruled by a sovereign, the physically largest of the colony, and consists of one or more circles. Each circle consists of 20 or more myconids that work, live, and meld together. A meld is a form of communal meditation. Myconid rapport spores allow them to bind participants into a group consciousness, and hallucination spores, produced only by the sovereign, allow for a kind of shared dreaming, vision, entertainment. All of this is in service of the Myconids' pursuit of higher consciousness, collective union, and spiritual apotheosis. Sovereign Mycanids can fungally reanimate humanoid or beast, large or smaller, that used to be alive and made of flesh and blood. These reanimated creatures only live for 1d4 plus 1 weeks, and then can't be brought back again. During that time, the reanimated creatures are plants. It's a lot of cool stuff. That is a lot of cool stuff. Mushroom people.
0: I've always loved mushrooms. Yeah, people, I mean, it's it's there's a, a lot of fun stuff with them here in D anD. D It's a
1: very, very much a fantasy setting idea. Yeah. Of the mushroom mushroom people. Yeah. Fant fantastic. There's there's mushroom dancing. Fantastic.
0: Okay. I don't think we need to plug a Disney product. Okay. In. Fair enough. Thank you. Yeah. So if you go look at the myconids stat block, you'll see there's a few different myconids. I think there's a young myconid. There's a Myconid Spore Servant, which is, I think, meant to replicate that um, reanimated corpse. There's a Myconid Adult and a Myconid Sovereign. They've all got... They all have different different abilities. Well, it's it's more like they're layered. The Myconid Youth, or whatever it's called, has fewer abilities than the Adult, which has all the youth stuff and more... or more reliable versions of it. And then the Sovereign has more reliable versions and more stuff than the adult does.
1: Got it. They're Pokemon that are leveling
0: up. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good way for you to think about it, at least for you to understand.
1: I, you know, I got to catch it all. So right. All of the information.
0: So the, the big things we're going to be hitting on here are that myconids as a, as a category, not necessarily each type of myconid produce several kinds of spores that are going to have uses beyond, you know, what they might intend. So hallucination spores, which are spores they can send out to cause a creature to become uh, poisoned, I think is what it is, for a minute. During that time, they're hallucinating. There's rapport spores, which allow them to create kind of psychic uh, unions. People, a a group of people infected with this can communicate telepathically. We've also got animating spores, which are those spores I was talking about where the sovereign can bring a corpse to life uh, as a plant. And then pacifying spores, which are just spores, I guess, that like kind of uh, zonk you out well, your cool you off yeah. yeah just take the edge off they also have distress spores there's not really a whole lot of interesting things that I thought of that you could do with that but just tr- for completion's sake they have, distre- including they have distress spores <laughs> where if one of them gets hurt and any other myconids nearby they're they sense that pain so the first thing that caught my eye when I was looking at myconids thinking about this episode and trying to figure out if they were relevant for our show was Hallucination Spores, which I want to say up front, the fluff, the fictional introduction to myconids, references it a lot as if it's a you know a common thing in Myconid culture. Mm-hmm. But when you actually look at the stat blocks, it's only the sovereign. So there's only one it's Myconid not, in the whole It's not just happening. Willy-nilly. Yeah. But regardless, there is a race of people out there who in every group there's one of them that can just produce an endless amount of psychoactive... Drugs. Drugs. And people love drugs. People love drugs. People
1: love drugs. So if you make friends with the Myconids, then...
0: Right, well, so here's the... the, uh, Yeah, here's the other thing. People love drugs, and Myconids love just being chill. Are you going to find a better situation than drug dealers who just just want you to be... Just want to be chill? And they're like... Happy to give you what yeah. you need to be chill to. You just show up. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. So yeah. I so I can imagine that like if there was like a really huge Myconid colony underground or like multiple Myconid colonies, so you'd have multiple sovereigns. A mycelium. I can yeah. imagine that you could have like a city state on top of it that's just like a known Drug city, like you go there, and like it's like a party city. It's like Las Vegas or something. Yeah, or like uh, Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, or like like that's where you go to get high on hallucination spores. There's just a kind of pipeline from like the city does everything it can to keep those myconids safe to help new colonies get created underground. They're um, helping them out. Yeah, and so it's like form a reciprocal relationship and have that going. That said, obviously there's going to be demand that exceeds what might be able to be produced locally. And sometimes sometimes you might live in a city or whatever else where there aren't Myconids nearby. And that's where this transitions into like an industry. Mm-hmm. Which not the Myconids' natural state of being. Well, I don't think the Myconids would really have any part in the industry asar- yeah. apart from producer. But I think it's very easy to imagine that essentially a drug cartel would get formed around these things. And what I really like about that idea is that drug cartels generally don't have super great reputations, mm-hmm. right? But this one... Well, this one might also be very, very dangerous, but they've got to keep a totally separate face for the Myconids they work with. Yeah, they got to be the chill. Because Myconids don't want to work with people or don't want to help people who are awful and are violent and are, you know, yeah. all that. So they've got to have, like, people interacting with Myconids who can... Save face. Appear to be on the level. <laughs> but then once that product is extracted, the spores have been removed. Then it's just the seedy underbelly. Yes. Then, then it's the terrible things people do to one another.
1: Well, you bringing up a city, I I feel like the distress spores would play a part in that city as a as a method of alerting the city. So if you had like a myconid at each like outpost station or on a wall around the city or something... Then that's that's a great way of alerting the entire city silently.
0: So you're saying that that, that would be a way that the myconids could give back to the city.
1: Yeah, they they yeah. participate in in defense of their place.
0: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, in this kind of idea of like a reciprocal city state where there are myconid col- colonies underground, where the city is like a mass massive tourist destination because. Of the spores produced by those myconids, one of the things the myconids can give back, although it sounds like they're doing most of the giving in this circumstance already, yeah, is that they could, although only at night, right? Because they can't go above; they don't want them out in daylight. They get destroyed I, in daylight.
1: I, I think having having dark rooms would save save that. So like but
0: dark rooms are like looking outside, and well, I, I think they they'd be hurt. To, they'd be
1: paired up with uh, with a person.
0: And then that person would, like, what, hit the Myconids? Yeah, if just they saw something that the, the little distress tap. Yeah,
1: spores. Let everyone <laughs> know what's going on. We're under attack.
0: That sounds like a, just an overall bad situation <laughs> for Myconids. I, I would hope that they would get themselves out of that situation. I would hope so, too. Hey, more power to the Myconids. Jumping back to the idea of a drug cartel, that opens up, I think, a really fun possibility for stories about druids and rangers, like an archdruid asking the party, like, Hey, these myconids don't know what's happening. Yeah, can you go rescue them from this drug cartel? They're
1: contributing to a, a national problem. There's just teens on the street. I don't mean getting hide. drug use necessarily. Oh, okay. I mean
0: like all the violence that yeah. is like the kind of consequence of that kind of thing. Sure. I I have I would have a very hard time believing that arch druids care about people getting high. Like that's that me. seems kind of like the thing that arch would be like. That's, that's we're a, we're that's into a good, that and we yeah. want to
1: get to it easier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to go, want to go through these people. Right. Well, the classic Mykonid story, I think, is you're traveling underground. You don't know what the Mykonids are. You attack them. They get mad at you. And then you discover, right, that, that they're laid back, cool people. So I so think it's this like kind of... like a
0: really of, boring arc.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that for new players who have no idea what sure, they're Sure, right. Yeah, like about, a strange
0: new world type of thing. Yeah, this, like, is yeah. The
1: new, this is the, your introduction, to the mushroom people. And then right. you discover that they're nice. Right. So this is subverting that. This is like, no, they are the ones who need to be saved. That's cool.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think because they're so nice, there's a lot of room for the idea that when my conids meet the outside world, that they are put in a like exploited right. position because they just kind of want to chill out and share dreams with each other. <laughs> like they don't, they don't seem to, and they, it even specifies that they, are careful not to overproduce new myconids. They're not just growing willy-nilly. They're like the best kind of people, right? <laughs> well, them being in the monster manual, and
1: I think the concept art for them is a little scary. It's a little yes. spooky. Yeah. So I hadn't really dived into them. So before this, I just assumed they were another violent monster uh-huh. that wanted to use our corpses to grow more. Right. Mushrooms, That would make right? sense. So this is this is a very... Pleasant. This is eye-opening. I like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. The rapport spores. I think that's the m-
1: most interesting part.
0: The rapport spores? Yeah,
1: to yeah.
0: me. Rapport spores sounds weird you said a couple times. A rapport round. spores. Rapport spores. So these are spores that myconids can release. Uh, all kinds of myconids can release these. They last for one hour when they affect you. And they affect all creatures with an intelligence of two or higher that isn't a construct, elemental, or undead and what it does is it facilitates it allows telepathy between all affected creatures provided those creatures are within 30 feet of one another. So this is truly amazing. Like I mean first of all I think universal translator. It's just Yeah, I mean the reason it's there in addition to facilitating the the fantasy of myconids is also that like otherwise how would you ever communicate with right. myconid if it didn't have the ability to basically let you communicate. They with don't it? have mouths. Right.
1: They're mushroom people. Yeah. I th- I think we should drill down a little bit on what we mean by or what our interpretation of telepathy is.
0: Yeah, we had a we had a little bit of a conversation beforehand, and we we were trying to figure out what exactly telepathy was like. Was it I think a word in my mind, and you hear the same word in your mind? If I'm thinking in images, does that image go directly into your mind, or if I'm sending if I'm thinking about an image, is it the underlying thoughts and feelings around that image that get transmitted.
1: I think what we landed on is it could be all of that, but really it's kind of a deeper form of communication.
0: Yeah. Ultimately, uh, I feel almost embarrassed to say this. Yeah. We went to the allegory of the cave. If language and all other forms of communication are the shadows on the wall, then telepathy or this form of this form of communication yeah. is the object casting that shadow. The it actual is, object. It itself. is the kind of root thing you could, it's like the purest, Possible form of communication because we don't need shadow middlemen. That might be true of all telepathy. I don't know. Yeah. But in this case, since it's affecting everything with an intelligence two of up, it can't just be that I'm thinking of an image and Dane gets it because that image might mean something completely different to me than it does to Dane. It has. If for it to be telepathy, it has to be a kind of holistic everything I'm intending. Yeah, a
1: pure form of intent. Right. And feeling. Yeah. It's deep. Watch out. We're getting philosophical, yeah. y'all. Yeah. Bringing in play and shit. Goddamn.
0: Better unsubscribe now. Get it, get out of here. It's going to get worse.
1: Hello, friends. Dane here saying thank you for listening and sharing our show. Telling other people about Dispel Magic is the best way for us to grow, along with you rating and reviewing our show on whatever podcast app you use. We've also revamped our Patreon. Benjamin is writing monthly spells. There's a behind-the-screen show where we talk about our home games, along with other little extras we'll be sprinkling in here or there. So, if you like the show, please tell a friend, rate and review, and check out our Patreon. Thanks again for listening, and happy spelling. What I think is weird, because we looked up what animals or monsters this wouldn't work on. Lemurs! Can't talk to lemurs. It's lemurs, <laughs> sharks, and then a bunch of bugs. A bunch of bugs, uh, some, some monsters, yeah. uh, just rego monsters, like gelatinous things. But for the most part... <laughs> it's everything. It's everything. <laughs> oh,
0: uh, violet fungus. Can't violet, yeah. talk to those. That was, a, that was a fun one. The two kinds of mushrooms cannot communicate with one another. Can't talk
1: to this violet mushroom. Uh, you know, what, what, what can they do for us? Who knows?
0: So Can't one thing, I, this, I guess this is relevant to our interpretation of telepathy, but the, the text that precedes the Myconid stat blocks suggests that they're forming kind of hive minds, which is not the same thing as being able to communicate telepathy, but that's what the, that's what the they're fiction implying. suggests yeah. or implies. But the stat block doesn't say anything like that. And it makes me wonder if that's just because stat blocks are written to be like as kind of concise as possible. And yeah. so that just Clear kind of, cut. Yeah. Or if it is the same thing. And if it is the same thing, if humans can, humanoids can join myconids, hive binds, there's probably a lot of humanoids who'd want to just ditch whatever they're doing and go join. Chill uh, out. Mycon- yeah. Like a kind of perpetually high and meditating.
1: I'm sure there's some sort of food down there.
0: There's mushrooms. There's probably
1: mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd share. Yeah. Non-sentient ones. Right. That you could eat.
0: I mean... Yeah, bugs and... Bugs and mushrooms. There's water down there. Oh, so. Heck yeah.
1: You're done. You're fish, deep, maybe? Deep, deep fish. Yeah. The weird white ones that yeah. are blind.
0: But the biggest thing is like... Share the dream. You can just imagine oh, that there yeah. might be people leaving their communities to go join Myconid communes, basically. Yeah.
1: Find, find the truth, the inner peace.
0: That's just if we're thinking about Myconids producing it and kind of how people might relate to it. I do like the idea... Especially and like maybe there's a small village in the in, out in like in a rural area and all of its youth are starting to like leave yeah. and go join it. And so like you come to this village and the village elder has to be like, can you, our kids are like going to get high we're, and like hang out. We're with not sure like what to do about Mushroom this. people, can you, I'd like you to bring them back. It feels like kidnapping, but I do want you to bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just like leaving and living with mushrooms sounds pretty good, actually, now that I'm thinking... About... Oh, I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'll go find out.
0: Actually, just take me there. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. But, you know, we like pitching Adventures with Twists. This, I think, would be one of those. I, I imagine
1: Is... the the NPC, you come upon a Mykonage commune, and there's the one guy who found them, and he's just like, hey, it's great here. <laughs> and yeah, he's that... been there for 20 years, and he's just vibing so hard. I guess
0: that's the thing is that why would that one guy ever have left to go tell everybody else yeah, he about wouldn't. the Miconids? He, he just, wouldn't have.
1: Unless he wants to share the word of the Miconids. Well, that's true, yeah. actually.
0: And I mean, and since they're all about like spiritual apotheosis and all this other stuff, I, I mean, I don't get the sense that they're, they're evangelical. No, but, but he might but be. He might be. I mean, especially if he lived in a place that was particularly dangerous or whatever else. <laughs> he's a,
1: he's a, a former cleric. Who was yeah. spreading the word of Paylor or whatever. Yeah. And now he's like, "Nah, this is better. Yeah. <laughs> this is
0: so much better. Paylor doesn't make me feel good. These myconids make me <laughs> make feel me good. <laughs> physically feel good, yeah. Pastor Rick. So even when myconids are not around, though, you know, people who could harvest these Rapport spores, that would be seriously useful in espionage, conspiracy, insurrection, even in diplomacy, because... Definitely diplomacy. So, I mean, even before we got to this idea of, like, telepathy as kind of the purest form of communication, if you're a diplomat and you're traveling, you don't know, you can't possibly know every language. So you don't know who you're going to, like, this is just a shortcut right? to that. And you don't even need to learn a spell. You just have to pay some money so that some myconid harvester somewhere delivers the rapport spores to you.
1: Essentially, what you're providing is empathy. It's It's a... F- it's a deep form of empathy that you understand somebody on a deeper level. Right. So I, I think that all of these things are true with, uh, with negotiations and whatnot, but I think just therapy might become a thing in the world. If this is true, people, people under wanting to understand each other on a deeper level.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I do think that it, uh, there's an impact on the world that we can't guess at because right. there's no equivalent in this world. It reminds me of the end of Evangelion where everyone, spoilers for like a 25-year-old.
1: Was this anime? Yeah. You you, you some kind of anime guy?
0: Look, if I'm talking about getting high with my conids and mind melts. I feel like I can also talk about anime. Sure. So one of the endings of that series, there are several, is that that everybody joins into one mind together. Oh, wow. A person becomes God. Singularity. And one of the decisions that—that's not. No, Dane.
1: <laughs> Why'd you have to ruin it?
0: Somebody tweet at Dane in Danger and tell him what the singularity is, and because I'm not going to spend time that we should be doing this podcast explaining that the, that topic to him. So it's a separate show. Mm, the point I'm getting at mm-hmm. is that temporarily all minds fuse, like all, all people are one and can kind of perfectly communicate with one another. Um, that doesn't work out for the, for the person who chose to chose to do that, but that happened. It just makes me think just like in that show, there's no way of understanding the kind of consequences that are going to come out of that perfect communication. It seems like it's going to push us all towards push us all to be closer, deeper understanding. Right. But if, but if we Universal fundamentally truth. disagree on stuff, it might not. Yeah. It might mean that we just are pretty hard edged against each other because we've discovered that there are things that are irreconcilable differences. Woof. Sounds like me and my ex-wife. Ooh. <laughs> he's uh, adjusting his X-Men. tie. Yeah, yeah. He's
1: just a tie. He's, yeah. That was a joke.
0: My, my tie was loose already and you could see the top thing was unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, all, of, all of that. Yeah. In other news. So we get to talk to dolphins. now. Yes, yeah. So we talked in the "Speak with Animals" episode about how, like, "Speak with Animals" actually doesn't work on dolphins. Weird, because dolphins have an intelligence of six, and "Speak with Animals" only works on animals with an intelligence of three or lower. Narrow band. If you want to speak with dolphins, you can use rapport sports report sports from Iconitz. Report sports. I like saying it now. Okay. Report sports. Report That's sports.
1: Reports. We got to talk to dolphins, and I came up with the idea personally. Of uh, bards using this as a, a storytelling device and make it make it to movies. You think they could they could make it to movies? They get everyone together.
0: Mm-hmm. Everyone
1: takes a report spore. Okay, and then as they're telling their story, and the collective telepathy starts happening, everyone's seeing the same story.
0: It's like I think you'd want to give the bard the hallucination spore too. Yeah, so that as he's giving it, he's just like. Except for that, that's not really. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Right? How the telepathy works. This is how
1: I see it, though. If
0: yeah. If it, if it does transmit visuals, then yes, you could have a kind of movie theater-esque type of mm-hmm. like the person with the best imagination is kind of projecting a story into everyone else's minds.
1: Well, and if it's not images and it's just feelings, then there's a type of classical music, that like a tone poem, mm-hmm. where it's not necessarily singular notes or recognizable melodies, but there are washes of sound that give you a particular feeling. And I feel like those type of things, tone poems and pastoral pieces that evoke a a very specific feeling could be reproduced in this way where there's a new art form of thought, thought art, feeling art, where you compose this process of feeling from one to another in a poignant way. And you share that with, with a crowd, a new, a new art form, a new performance. Sure.
0: I mean, if it's a new, a whole new kind of sense in a way, Yeah, it's almost a new sense. then,
1: wow, a whole new, a whole new
0: world. Don't you dare close your eyes. Thanks, Disney listeners. I'm going to tell you that Dane also wrote in the notes, total recall and inception. And I'm not going to let him talk about (laughs) either of those things. Because nothing about Rapport Spores is like either the movie Total Recall or the movie Inception. And I will think... not allow Dane a moment to try to explain himself. So, thank you. Just think about it. Just so think about it. I'd rather not. <laughs> just just think about it a little bit. The probably, we I'm going to briefly touch on pacifying spores, juggle around a little bit, and just say mostly these are going to be useful to that that same group of people that's... That's that same drug cartel. Sure. It's like useful as a poison because it stuns people for a minute. But most other people are not going to.
1: Well, any situation you want to calm more. down people. So law enforcement, if you want to calm down yeah. <laughs> groups of people.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, mean, yeah, you know, I just I just thinking about how awful that is. That it's pretty c- awful. We're creating a biological agent for. um city guards to weaponize against their own uh fantasy cities. Well, and and in smaller cases
1: like tavern keepers to stop sure. brawls right. and things. Any 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 situation where people start getting hot under their collar, you can you can now essentially whoosh.
0: right. Probably more likely to be used for very nefarious reasons. Oh, like of, just, course, uh, of course, of yeah. course.
1: But if if you have a setting and you want a, a new trick up your sleeve, then the tavern keeper throws a, a baggie of, of these spores at whoever's just trying to start some shit.
0: Yeah. I think that would be pretty sus though. Right? Like, I mean, it'd be like if the, t- like, it'd be like if a bar, like in real life if a barman had like a, Muscle relaxer back, like, back behind the, it'd be be like, dude, why do you have that? That's, I don't think that's okay. For this, it's (laughs) it's to do this. You know, in case a fight breaks out, I'm going to, I'm going to put him down. I'm going to inject him with this
1: and then that'll be fine. I've got a horse tranquilizer back here
0: and a, and a dark gun. But you know, in Dane's world, that's how things work. Man,
1: once you play in one of my games, it's a whole different ball game.
0: Last thing we're going to touch on today yeah. is animating spores. Um, Back from the dead. This is something only uh, Sovereigns can do and only a few times a day. Mostly this spore is unique just in the ways it interacts with or mimics other spells. For instance, a Sovereign who puts this on a corpse, that corpse is no longer eligible to be communicated with by a Speak With Dead because it's no longer Cutting a human corpse. Yeah. It's a plant now. It's a plant now. Can you use Mending on plants? I don't think so because I think Mending says an object and i don't think a plant is an object
1: plants not an object
0: all right but i i don't know
1: because if you could and somebody was missing an arm they could turn into a plant and then you could be a very
0: long process of turn yeah (laughs) having a miconda do this to them you cast mending to put their arm back on and then you revivify and and then yeah and then you wait till they die and then you revivify them which i'm or revivify is not the spell that would work, but maybe raise dead, but it's unclear to me how that even that would interact because the (laughs) thing you most recently were was a plant monster, not a humanoid. So I don't know, but that gets into my next point, which is that I, it's not clear to me when you reanimate a corpse with this, if it has any amount of its memories, Hmm. because if it does, then it would be eligible for speak with plants. And so you could, you could get all the memories out of this dead person. Like speak with plants also is much better than speak with dead. Uh Speak with dead. If you'll remember, is oh, I there's think, the is I rules. Think like three there's a lot of rules. Yes or no? Que- or not yes or no questions, but three questions that yeah. have to be answered. No, no, they don't have to be answered truthfully. They just. We should do an episode on it. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. We have. Oh right. But speak with plants, regardless, is a much more useful. Like uh, you get a lot more information with speak with Heck plants. Yeah. So this would be a fun way to circumvent also the. Limitations of speak with dead is to take the body to a myconid, have the myconid turn it into a plant, and then access the memories that way. That said, I don't think it does retain the memories of what was a humanoid not, right? because it doesn't retain its languages.
1: Oh yeah, which suggests that its its personality has yeah been that it's wiped. like that, it,
0: that like the fungus infecting it is now serving as its central nervous system. It's,
1: and, it's almost like a part of the hive mind in a way. It's another myconid, but right. in the corpse of right. a b- body.
0: A lot of the things we talked about in the Animate Dead episode apply here too, uh, except for that it's slightly less dangerous in that... Well, it's slightly less dangerous and also in some ways less useful because you can motivate a zombie by putting a living thing in front of it. Mm. You, you can't motivate uh, a plant a plant to do anything. So like, it's not dangerous for other people to be around. But also with the zombie, once it's not controlled, you can. There's still ways to motivate it to get it to do something. In this case, with the um, with the spore servant that myconids can create, they listen to what myconids tell them to do, and then other than that, they just don't do anything.
1: What what did, what is the utility of this for myconids to have to be able to control
0: dead bodies? That's a really good question. Um, I think since, especially since only the Sovereign can do it, it must be one of the very few defensive capabilities mm. that they have. It's meant to be like, if we have to get into a fight, then we, you know, infect and bring back defeated enemies to serve as warriors for us. And then we're not risking our own. Yeah. I mean, it must be that. It is weird though, because they're all, it's like, it's, it's a pretty big thematic tangent from everything else well I feel like it plays
1: back into that same trope that I brought up before of like oh they're monsters oh wait no they're nice but you know if they're turning your fallen comrades into zombies you're gonna (laughs) be like they're monsters yeah right so it feels like a monster made for the bait and switch for that one road adventure right Um, and then once you're done you're like okay well we did that Scratch that off the D&D list. So it's good that there's other avenues you can explore with them because they're really cool.
0: Yeah, they are really cool.
1: If there's anything else that you have to add about Myconids, you can tweet us at DispelMagicPod on Twitter. Or you can email us at DispelMagicPodcast at gmail.com.
0: Please send the Wikipedia link to Total Recall and Inception to Dane. Um, um, if none of you do it I'm going to be forced to explain the plot of those movies to him and I don't want to thanks so much for listening we'll see you again after your next long rest we
1: hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dispel Magic if this has inspired any ideas for your game or you have another take on today's topic please let us know on Twitter at Dispel Magic Pod you can find Benjamin at Sterling Vermin and Dane at Dane in Danger. Thank you to Slim Mittens for our cover art, produced by Benjamin Huffman, produced and edited by Dane Fox McGraw.